welcome to another episode of the Chit Chat in a Quarter Life and Leadership Podcast with your host, Irora Agbar. It is always a pleasure for me to host you in this capacity. And before we go into today's teaching, let me use this opportunity to wish you all a happy 2022 and pray that this year is your best year yet in life and your leadership journey. For today's episode, I'd want to discuss or look at the issue of culture. Now, if you run a business or a company, a department, or even within your family, you understand the importance of culture. And many researchers, many scholars have weighed into this topic of culture. Boer, for instance, in 1966, wrote a book, The Will to Manage. And in there, he describes culture as the way things are done here. And whilst it might be very difficult to pin down a specific definition for culture, it's simply, and I would agree with Boa, how things are done in your family, in your organization, in your department. It's not so much what we say we do, but it is actually the things that we do. And you can read into culture and how to build a culture. But what I'd love to do in this episode is offer you three simple steps that has been useful for me in creating a culture both at home and in my professional life. And the first suggestion in building a culture is being clear in your mind what you want to be known for. What are the things you want to stand for? What are the things you want to do consistently? Because no one gets to destination by default. You have to be intentional and create a a plan to get you to ultimately a desired destination. So culture doesn't just happen. It doesn't, it's not something that you can buy, you and I can buy from the shop, off the shelf. It's something that we have to be intentional to build and develop. And it does take time. And for us to really go that distance, we need to be very clear in our minds what we are trying to achieve. What do I want my family to be known for? What do I want my department to be known for? What do I want my business to be known for? So for instance, some companies value customer service over profitability and so they put a lot of resources a lot of energy into ensuring that they recruit the right people who embody a customer focused mindset who are intentional about enhancing their customer experience for some other people it might be profitability and that might be what they value above customer experience and that would tell in how they do business. In my family, for instance, one of the things that we value is respect and love for each other. And so we're very clear in our minds, this is how we do things here. And our children understand that when you disrespect one, you disrespect all. Think of it this way. If you're going on a journey to somewhere you haven't been before and you need the sat nav to get you there, I would expect that you would have at least a postcode or the name of the area that you are trying to get to because you would need that much information to enter into your sat-nav in order to head in the right direction. And we can apply that analogy when building a culture in a family, in a department, in a business is being clear in our minds, where are we trying to get to? And then we can begin to plan how we actually move everyone in that direction of travel. So the first thing we need to do in building or developing a culture is being crystal clear in our minds what destination looks like. Where are we trying to get to? What do we want to be known for? Or as noted by Boa, how are things done 
around here. The second suggestion is to socialize where you are trying to get to. And what that simply means is, do people know where you are trying to get to and the culture you are trying to establish in the organization? Earlier on in my leadership, I made the mistake to assume that communication was a one-time thing and that that was sufficient for the message to be passed along. I soon realized that repeat messaging was fundamental to helping develop a culture that really sticks. And so what we need to do as leaders, regardless of what context we lead in, is to repeat that messaging. And I understand that sometimes as leaders, we could sound like or almost feel as though we're broken records saying the exact same thing. And there is sometimes the need for us to come up with something fresh and something new. But the reality is success is not really by chopping and changing, but it's really a mundane task. It's in the repetition that things are created and culture actually sticks. So us as leaders have to constantly repeat that messaging on a regular basis. Think of, for those who are familiar with driving, of a car and the wheel alignment, your steering wheel is usually aligned with the actual four wheels. If it's a front wheel drive, the two wheels of the car, the front two wheels of the car. Now, over time, as you use the car, you go over bumps and potholes, your wheel, the actual steering, misaligns slightly from the actual wheel on the vehicle. Now, not significant enough to be a problem. You could still use the car okay, but there is a misalignment. When you then take your car in for a service, usually a wheel realignment is done to ensure that both the steering wheel and the actual wheels on the vehicle are aligned again. It's the same principle when you're looking at culture over time, not because people are malicious, but different things come up. Some of your organizations are complex. And so there are competing ideas and ideologies for your time, your resources, your employees, your staff members. And it's easy to experience very subtle drifts, not significant to be noticed initially, but if left over time becomes a problem and you find out that you're so far away from where you intended. So as leaders, we have that responsibility to be the realignment managers, if you will. It's our responsibility to repeat that messaging to ensure that where things have gone off slightly on a slight tangent, that we bring them back into line, constantly repeating, this is how things are done around here. It's very important. So don't feel like you're a broken record. Don't feel like you've got nothing new to say because what you are saying in developing and building the right culture is absolutely critical. So the second suggestion is repeat messaging. The final suggestion, in my opinion, is just as weighty as the first two. And it's simply this idea of being the leader shadow and demonstrating the attitudes and behaviors you want to see you as a leader, myself as a leader, we have to embody the culture that we are trying to build and develop. In my opinion, there is nothing that quickly discredits a leader as hypocrisy. We have to model the behaviors that we are expecting others in our families, in our departments, in our organizations to model. I had the amazing privilege to meet with a very busy NHS Trust chief executive. And that meeting helped me see that as a leader, they were really passionate about people, about making time for people, connecting with people. 
It was little surprise then for me to meet their deputy and their chief medical officer and their chief nursing officer and find out that they had the same mindset all about people. And in my opinion, it's based off what the leader shadows. It's based off what the leader models. They model a culture where we value people. We are interested in people. We want to hear your story. How can we support you? Now, could this chief executive do that with everyone in the organization? I highly doubt it. But what they modeled is this idea that I will do for one what I wish I could do for all. Now, a lot of times as leaders, we think if we can't do this for everyone, then we might as well not do it. That's not the case. In building a culture, we have to take every opportunity we have to model that behavior. It's the same with parenting. I remember way before we even had kids, my wife and I, we went for this parenting course and the expert who was teaching us said this, that more is caught than taught and so if you want your children to embody any behavior you have to model it yourself without actually saying so much and they would naturally pick it up so for me one of the things I really wanted my kids to model and to really get into is reading and this was coming at a time where digital books were starting to boom Amazon Kindle and Audible and you know, they were cheaper to get these books and instantaneous. But I thought to myself, if I was on a device on my phone, my kids may not see or may not know in that instance what I'm doing. They may not understand that I am reading. They might just see dad in front of a screen. So I made the choice to always buy physical books because that way there would be no misunderstanding. There will be no issues what dad is doing. Dad has a book. And we've now carried that through into now that they're a bit older, ensuring that they have physical books to encourage reading and a lot of time away from the screen. It's modeling the behavior we want to see, which is very, very important. We know leaders in our society today who have said one thing, but done something completely different. We lose respect for them very quickly. Now, as a leader, what culture do you have to model in your family? What culture do you have to model in your organization? What culture do you have to model? What habits do you have to model in your department? I worked with this amazing leader who would, again, very busy, very high up in his leadership. But when it came to actually getting his hands dirty, he had no problems with rolling up his sleeves, moving chairs and tables and cleaning just to ensure that his staff were adequately looked after and things were in place for them to actually produce their best work. Now, it's no surprise that a lot of people have respect for him as a leader. And so, Ask yourself this question, what are the attitudes and behaviors that I want to see in my department, in my family, in my organization, and how best do I model these so that I lead by example? As a summary, three things, in my opinion, that we need to do to build a culture that will stick. First is be clear where we're trying to get to. What's the destination? Second is repeat messaging. We must communicate, 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 communicate. There is no such thing as over-communication when it comes to building or developing a good culture. And the third thing is that leader shadow. Are you modeling the behaviors and attitudes that you want to see in your family, in your organization, in your department? 
So as we wrap this up, there are a couple of things I'd like for you to consider. First of all is take some time out to think through what sort of culture you want to develop, whether in your family, in your department, in your organization, what do you want to be known for? How do you want things to be done around in the organization? I think it's really important that we really are clear in our minds where the, what destination looks like. So take some time to do that. Once you have that down, the second thing I would like for you to do is start to model that behavior with those around you. And I'm skipping communicate, not because I don't think it's important, but I think a lot of times we say and we do not do. So on this occasion, I would like for you to be crystal clear in your mind where you're trying to get to. And the second thing is begin to demonstrate those behaviors. And as you do that, you can then communicate. So crystallize and demonstrate. If this episode has been of value to you, can I encourage you to take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, share this with your friends and your family, leave a review. And if there are any other tips and suggestions you feel will be useful for us in developing the culture, put that in the comment section or email me. I would love to read and share your views and your experiences with our audience. Until next episode, we've been chit-chatting in a quarter.